This is Living Real Radio. Real issues in real time with your host, John Angotti and Greg Walton. Living Real Radio is brought to you by Closets by Design. Imagine your home totally organized. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 615-261-8700. That's 615-261-8700. Morning. Welcome to Living Real Radio. John Angotti with Greg Walton. As we begin this morning's show, we want to start off with prayer. Mm-hmm. For those that are suffering and dealing with terrorism and all the destruction in between Israel and Palestine, yeah. So yeah. you want to offer us a prayer? Sure, sure. I know I have um, many friends, um, both who uh, are Jewish as well as Muslim, who are equally devastated by the terrorism and the horror that's happening in Israel because um, we're looking at a radical group that does not represent the majority of Muslims as well as you know, this extreme division over religion mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. psychological terrorism and abuse and all these things. So uh, I just would like to recognize that with our listeners and let them know that we are praying for you and with you um, as St. Philip and Unliving Real. So loving God, draw our hearts more deeply into the understanding of your son's call to love our neighbor as ourselves and to embrace the church's teaching on solidarity that we are one human family, regardless of our ideological, um, religious, uh, social economic differences, that we are our brothers and sisters keepers wherever they may be, and be with those who have lost loved ones and friends in this conflict and who are worried about them, those they haven't heard from and those they are hearing from getting updates uh, in this conflict. Um, And equally in Ukraine, we ask all this through Jesus Christ. Our Lord. And we ask for Amen. the intercession of our Blessed Mother. Let us pray. Hail Mary. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. May the souls of the faith that departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. And let perpetual light shine upon them. Amen. So the voices that you're hearing this morning, we have Angie Gillette and Edmi Mendez and Diane Estopinal. Did I say that right? Yes. Hey. (laughs) And um, they're here today to talk about uh, the rosary rally that's happening. That's actually already happened. No. Well, this airs on Sunday morning, right? And we pre-record it. So this would have been yesterday for those listening on Sunday. Yep. So we're looking forward to that Saturday, this coming Saturday. We'll talk about that and a bunch of other things that uh, these wonderful ladies take part of here at St. Philip, uh, especially with prayer. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So, yeah, tell us, though, first, why are we having the rally on the 14th of October? What's the significance of that date? Yeah. Well, we go with the guidelines of American Deeds, and it's the closest to the 13th of October. So that is why it's this and Saturday the, on the 14th. And the 13th is the anniversary of the miracle of the sun, correct? With, mm-hmm. Which is, the, was that, that, that was the last? That was the last apparition. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was the last apparition. Right. And uh, 
could we maybe, what, what's that miracle like? Well, you know, what was it? It was happened? wonderful. I mean, actually, it kind of, if you, if you don't want me to, uh, well, if you want to, first of all, why we're holding this rally, um, you know, we, get, we have a lot of handouts out there that we put out for people uh -huh. to look and get, you know, knowledgeable of why we do this, the power of prayer. But we have reasons. We have a, a, a handout that says the, you know, the reasons of why we do the rally. So if there, Okay, let great. Me, let me yeah. go over a few uh, reasons to pray. Uh, a public grocery. Mm -hmm. Why a public grocery versus just sitting in church and praying it as a group? Okay. There's a big difference. Um, the miracle of the sun was public. There were 70,000 people there. And it had rained, poured down. And everything was wet, mud, and people were out there in droves, and they were all muddy. And when the miracle of the sun happened, then next thing they knew, the ground was dry, their mud was off. It was, just, it was one miracle after another. The sun danced in the sky. There's so, so much vivid descriptions, but uh, it happened on October the 13th, and Our Lady performed a miracle, okay? And it was, there were atheists and anti-Catholics there. Some were converted. And we also do it to reach fallen away Catholics. Because according to the research, only 28% of Catholics go to Mass in America. The public prayer gets results. The power of their prayer has blunted the advance of abortion. Public sense, public reparation, our culture openly flaunts sin. At Fatima, Our Lady said to the children, You saw hell, where the souls of poor sinners go. To save them, God wishes to establish devotion to my immaculate heart in the world. Will the media promote Fatima? Never. It's up to us to promote devotion to Mary, outside the choir. To pray the rosary in the public square is a powerful way to promote its resuscitation. Recitation. Public rosaries in history. At the end of World War II, communist Soviet troops occupied Vienna, Austria. After massive public rosary processions led by Father Petrus Pavlicki, invaders packed up and left. Large-scale public rosaries credited for foiling a communist takeover in Brazil in 1964. It can save America. Duty to honor God publicly. Secularists drive religion and morality out of the public square. Catholics have the duty to oppose the secularist agenda. We openly honor God and respect his rights. Preparing for Our Lady's triumph, the Immaculate Heart of Mary will triumph over evil. It is a great privilege to be among those who trust in her triumph and honor her in the public square. Public prayer is powerful. St. Louis de Montfort states, Public prayer is far more powerful than private prayer. To appease the anger of God and call down His mercy and Holy Mother Church, guided by the Holy Ghost, has always advocated public prayer. Thank you. Thank you, Edme. And and I think it's good to give our listeners some context on where this was happening. Um, it was, uh, where did the miracle of the sun and occur? The year. And what year was oh, it? What, yeah. It was a, okay. I, I can actually, um, if you don't mind me, give you a little, 
you know, brief synopsis. We also have this on our handouts. We also have this on our handouts. Um, the story of Fatima. If I can, it'll in that way maybe this yeah. will touch up more right. Um, right. questions, you sure. know, about this of, of the story of what happened. So in the spring of 1916, an angel appeared. An angel appeared to the three children while tending their sheep. Okay, in the village of Fatima, Portugal. So there, uh, these three children were Lucia Santos, who was nine at the time, her two cousins Francisco, who was eight, and his sister uh, Jacinta. And she was six. He appeared to them three times, and uh, he gave them Holy Communion at that time. So the angel told him that he was the angel of peace. The angel taught them to say, My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, who, who do not adore, who not, do not hope, and who n- do not love you. Um, he said to pray for, for sinners, for peace, and to bear the sufferings that the Lord would send them as they would have much to suffer. And they were willing to do this. They were willing to suffer. He was actually preparing them for the visit of our Blessed Mother that would happen a year later. So on May the 13th in 1917, as the children were tending their flock, they were frightened by two flashes of lightning that came out of a clear sky. They saw a woman brilliant more brilliant than the sun. And she said, I am from heaven. She said, I, um, I come to ask you to, come, to meet with me on the 13th of every month for five months. She said, um, and that was a total, she came to them and she gave, there was a total of six apparitions in that time. She said she would tell them that she was, um, that in the last month she would reveal to them who she was and uh, that she would give a great miracle. <coughs> For all, so that they would believe. So that was the first miracle. The children were frightened. They didn't know what to do. They agreed that they weren't going to say anything to anybody because they were going to keep it a secret that this had happened. But little Jacinta couldn't keep it to herself. So she told her mother what they had seen. And so she was says, "Okay, what you're imagining this?" They thought they were crazy. They were, you know, and but the her Jacinta's mother went to Lucia, who was the oldest, and said that this is what Jacinta had said, and the brother Francisco, and uh, Jacinta's uh, Lucia's mother was very upset uh, with Lucia, and she kind of really treated her really harshly. You know, she said, "Quit lying." So before long, the villagers had heard of all of this, as so they were upset with you know what they were what they were saying the children suffered a lot because of that um they suffered a lot of scrutiny from the people uh, or actually not from the people from the 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 clergy and from the administrators that were there they suffered um um criticisms and insults and that and they thought you know so they suffered quite a bit um so then um Continued to meet with her. Um, she said she, w- she revealed herself on the second meeting, revealed herself as the mediatrix of grace, and she opened her hands and bathed them in a powerful light that bore in their hearts. The light allowed them to see themselves in God, who was that light. By an interior impulse, the children fell on their knees, repeating in their hearts, O most holy trinity, I adore you. My God, my God, I love you in the most blessed sacrament. Our Lady replied, say the rosary every day in order to obtain peace for the world and end the war and pray for poor sinners. Um, they were shown hell. 
She said, where sinners go because of the sins of the flesh and many sins. She said, pray for them, for they have no one to pray for them. So Mary brought a message of warning for repentance, for reparation, and consecration of Russia to her immaculate heart. She foretold the Second World War, the coming of communism, hunger, persecution of the church, the suffering of the pope. The lady said, I am the lady of the rosary. I have come to warn the faithful to amend their lives and ask pardon for their sins. People must continue must not continue to offend the Lord who is already so deeply offended. They must say the rosary. She, uh, Mary also asked to say after each mystery, and this is where that came, uh, that we do, we pray, you know, in our rosaries every day. Oh, Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Take all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Um, in her last apparition, October the 13th, in 1917, Our Lady gave a miracle known as the miracle of the sun. On the morning, 70,000 people gathered in Fatima. Mary had promised a miracle. At noon, despite the drenching rain, they saw the sun dance and spin, radiating great shafts of colored light three times. They spun faster and faster, appearing to break free from the sky and, and hurl towards the earth. And then towards its natural position, it returned. The great crowds were afraid and began to cry out for forgiveness. They actually were praying the um, contrition, act, uh, act of contrition for that. Mary's warnings were ignored but many, uh, by many of uh, many, and her predictions came to pass. She had said that if, they, if men did not heed to the warnings and stop offending God, that there would be another war, and World War II came. Mm-hmm. And so um, Francisco and um, Jacinta both became ill because she did tell them. Um, it was in the s- second meeting, I think, that she came, the apparition that she came, that Jacinto and Francisco would go, go to heaven soon. So within two years, they became sick because the Spanish flu was, was an epidemic at that time, and many had died from that. And so that's, that's what mm. uh, they died from was the Spanish flu. And so, but she told Lucia that she would, she would stay on earth, you know, she would stay here. And that was to promote devo- devotion to her Immaculate Heart and to the five first Saturdays that we'll d- we can talk about in a little bit. But uh, Lucia, uh, Lucia was very heartbroken because she loved her cousin so much. But she, she accepted the request from Jesus because Jesus wanted her to promote the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of our Blessed Mother and, and, um, and show the world, you know, how to love our Blessed Mother. Mm. So um, uh, with that... Um, she, um, our Blessed Mother just would insist on them and, and tell them to pray the rosary, mm-hmm. you know, and pray, pray much. Um, she had also, um, she had said uh, that, uh, let's see, I'm trying to see where I've lost my place here. But um, she said that um, a suffer, she, off, she wanted them to offer sacrifices and acts of reparation for the conversion of sinners. Oh, and uh, and sins against her immaculate heart. So uh, she says, in the end, my immaculate heart would triumph. Later, Lucia entered a convent, and she became a Carmelite nun. Lucia died February the 13th, 2005. Um, so, yeah, so she lived into the papacy yes. of JP2. And I think one of, there yes. was a secret, right? Uh-huh. Uh, 
of, from one of the apparitions yes. that she confirmed was the assassination attempt on Pope, Pope, Pope John. Paul II. Yeah. yeah. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. She had, she, yes, that mm-hmm. was one of the secrets, you know. And um, in 1982, actually, uh, Pope John Paul, uh, St. John Paul II, journeyed to Fatima one year after that assassination. Yeah. Uh, actually, what he did is he took that bullet because he saved that bullet. Right? right, and so he went to Fatima and he put it in the crown of our Blessed Mother yeah. on May thirteenth in nineteen eighty-one. Yeah, because yeah. he said his prayer to Mary, uh, he felt is what saved. Yeah, that how saved he survived him. the the that's attempt. how that's yeah. how. And I re- I remember uh, I remember when reading back then, I remember how he had said that the Blessed Mother had guided that bullet. Mm around the organs, his organs in his body had guided it. So that, you know, that's right. I remember it, it, remember it did that? go on a path and in it avoided path. the major organs. Right. Yeah. So, and absolutely, that was quite a miracle because a bullet doesn't Do make that. turns. Yeah. <laughs> right. It doesn't make turns. So, so it goes a straight path and, it, and that's what had happened there. So he had a great devotion to our blessed mother. He also was a rosary Pope. He prayed the rosary all the time. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. He prayed yeah. the rosary all the time. He promoted the rosary all the time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, wonderful Pope. And so um, what he said, though, at that time, too, he said, he said, the message of Fatima is more relevant than it was. And he's quoting this back then, where he says 65 years ago. And actually, it's more urgent now, you know, especially in 2020, 20, 2023. Um, his quote catches up. His quote catches up with us. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, the messages came with dire consequences, you know, if the world continues to shun God and offend God, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, you know, there were, it was just what also I don't, I don't want to f- fail to, to talk about the consecration, the consecration that she had requested. Yeah. But let me, I, yes, there's sure. so much to unpack with this story. Greg. Right. And um, because I think it's important to realize this was at the end of World War Two. Europe yes. was devastated. Um, World War One. Uh, World, World War One. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. World War One. End of World War One. Europe is devastated. Um, she predicts the, the rise of communism. And when you mention these public square rosaries, what's so impactful about that is because, you know, communism was oppressing religion. Right. Yes. That that. Being able to pray and express yourself, your faith in public, was literally oppressed. Right. And so, you know, so the kids get this this premonition from Mary or this prediction, right? Prophecy. That this is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm reminded, too, because I've been to Poland a couple of times um, doing ministry there. And, uh, and hearing, uh, I have some friends, actually, one who was confirmed by John Paul II, you know, but they were having to practice their religion underground. Yes. You know, the form of young adult ministry that um, that Pope John Paul II led as a, a bishop was ski trips in the mountains, you right. know, because, or <laughs> retreats. That was their form of spiritual retreats. So we're looking at, right, this, this, um, this oppression of public expression. And I think it's also beautifully bookended in Vatican II because Benedict... Um, as Cardinal Ratzinger is is the one who is credited with penning the freedom of conscience. That was that statement in Vatican II is about respecting the freedom of the religions, where states, 
you know, are oppressing religion for various reasons, like, like in the case what we're seeing with with the Taliban, in in you know, uh, or even even theocracies, or and the, as well as the communist or atheistic minded governments, you know, what we're seeing in Nicaragua. I know a lot of good people who are who are atheists. So when I mention atheism in, in the light of socialism, uh, you know, atheists in our community are very loving people. Yes. And yeah. Yeah, the message uh message was very dire, uh very certain. You know, I mean mainly she said she asked for the sacrifices and reparations to be made. Uh, that was v- pertinent. And she yeah. said, to be made for sinners. She said, pray the rosy, rosary and stop offending God. He's already much offended. And he said, and, and he had asked this. This is after World War I. And if men didn't do this, then there would be another war, a greater war that would come, which was World War II. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, uh, but, you know, people refused to do that. They, they, you know. And so then she all, like I said, asked for the consecration of Russia to her immaculate heart. She said, um, it was to be done. There were certain criteria. It was to be done by the Pope with all the bishops of the world. Mm-hmm. That was to consecrate Russia to her immaculate heart. She said, if this command is heeded, Russia will convert. A peace will come to the world. My immaculate heart will triumph. If not, Russia will continue to spread her errors, persecutions of the church, wars, the good will be martyred, nations will be annihilated, and the Pope will su- suffer much. Mm. She said, there will be no peace until Russia is consecrated. Mm. If I may interject, another one of the condi- uh, conditions that she stated was that we were to observe and de- do devotion to the first Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Right. So right, right. the Pope had his his duty to do, the bishops had their duty to do, but we, the laity, had our duty to do as well, mm-hmm. which right. is to honor and have a devotion to First Saturdays. Right. Which the First Saturdays is go to Mass, confession, receive the Eucharist, and uh, give, uh, have a 15-minute med- meditation of the rosary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Yes, because that was my next comment, was that the devotion, which is very, very important, because this was really demanded by God, by Jesus. Jesus demanded this. He really wanted this because of the offenses to our Blessed Mother. She uh, asked for the five first Saturdays to be established, which Lucia was to do that, to try to, you know, make sure it was done. And she said... um, there were to be the reparations of commun- communion of reparations for the five bless- uh, blasphemies against the Blessed Mother and into uh, her immaculate heart. Um, what are the five and there blasphemies? Were, and there would be many graces for those that would do this. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to... You got an answer? Yep, I sure do. On uh, the first, first Saturdays, this is the reasons for this. Now, he came to a Sister Lucia... In, and in her convent in 1930, I was on May 29, 1930, our Lord explained to Sister Lucia why the five first Saturdays. She said, my daughter, the reason is simple. Against the immaculate heart of Mary, five kinds of offenses and blasphemies are committed. They are committed against the immaculate conception, against the virginity of Our Lady, <clears throat> against the divinity, the divine maternity, 
and refusing at the same time to accept her as the mother of men uh, by men who publicly attempt to instill indifference, scorn, and even hatred towards the immaculate heart of, mother, uh, of our mother in the hearts of children. And uh, those men uh, who insult her directly in her statues. Wow. And obviously we've seen that happen throughout time. Yeah. You know, where they've destroyed her statues, yeah. defiled her, her statues, actually, and her paintings and any of her images, you know, that they have have been defiled. So Yeah, I was in Jasnogura in uh in Poland, which is when during the Reformation and they uh attempted to, you know, burn down a church. And so there's an image of our lady um there. There's a slash uh across her face where somebody Chestnahova. 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 Yeah. 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 Chestnahova. Did I say Yasnagura? What? I can't remember. Yasnagura? There's Did something about Yasnagura, too. I'm, I'm, ah. It's been a while. It was oh. 2005 when I was out there. <laughs> oh, oh, I would like to find about her. Yasnagura? <laughs> uh, well, I know I, already. Or was it in Yasnagura? And Lady Chestnahova? Okay. Yeah, okay. My Polish friends can send me an email and correct me and we'll update it next week. <laughs> but no, too, with this um, five uh, First Saturdays devotions, there are many graces that come with it, you know, for those that do uh, do this devotion. Um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to see here. Uh, Y'all came prayer prepared. Well, here, <laughs> uh, let's see. What she's, yeah. Well, on these, you'll find, people will find, <clears throat> excuse me, in our literature that we have, you know, all about the five first Saturdays. There's actually a real, uh, the origin, of the five first Saturdays devotion on the back of this and explains about, um, in July, actually when she appeared to the three children and she tells them as when she shows them the vision of hell and, uh, at which they were so terrified who wouldn't be. Um, and so, um, she also said that, uh, we talked, we talked about World War one, uh, so it, t- it tells about this, about the annihilation of, of, of nations and whatnot. But the reparation, this is really important, and many people actually don't know about this. And it really, throughout the years, throughout the decades, it hasn't really been promoted very well. And it's pertinent. It's pertinent to, to America, to the world. You know, so um, the, her requirements, like she says... Um, to go to confession, receive Holy Communion, say five decades of the rosary, and then meditate for 15 minutes on the rest of the mysteries of the rosary. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like to say, when we pray the rosary, we're praying the scriptures. Right. Yeah, right? exactly. We're praying the scriptures. So it's the life of Jesus and his mother. So in some mm-hmm. ways, she's asking us to come to know Jesus better. Better. Yeah. Come closer to, yeah. to her it's, son. Yeah. And we talked about uh, last week when we... The rosary, but it's good to summarize um, that there are uh, uh, four sets of mysteries with the rosary. You know, we have the um, the joyful, which is the story of the nativity. Uh, we have the sorrowful, which is the story of Christ's passion. We we have the glorious, which is you know the the resurrection to the assumption and coronation of Mary, and then we have the luminous that JP two established right. in the early two thousands, um, yes. which focus on Jesus' proclamation of the kingdom, basically, mm-hmm. and the institution of the Eucharist. So, right. Um, right. So all right. of these things revolve around, you know, the gospel message and the story and, and speak to our resurrection mm-hmm. and what's to come for us as well. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So um, Fatima, mess- it's more world-renowned, I think, uh, 
more i mean it's it's even in the libraries you can find that you know the story uh in the in the libraries but there are other obviously our blessed mother has been coming uh since the 1600s you know um there's many apparitions that she's come to you've got um i had i'd uh, say before that but they weren't written down they, right. They weren't written. They weren't written down. You know what I mean? So well, they were. They were like a. Pro- yeah. They I mean, had been approved by the be, church. Yes. I can't just the be ones that are recorded I mean, and yeah. in church records. They weren't written down. Is what yeah. you're saying? Pro- yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Now, and in her saying about <clears throat> if you do if you do what I tell you, if you don't do as I ask, there will be another war, which mm-hmm. was World War Two. But then she also said, the heirs of Russia mm-hmm. spread will spread. Mm-hmm. And what are we living now? We're living the errors of Russia. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't pray in schools. Right. We're living the errors She's of spreading, Russia. She's spreading the errors. So. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she, she also said, in Portugal, the dogma of the faith will always be preserved. Mm. was a statement that she made. Yeah. She said, um, in the end, my immaculate heart will triumph. Russia will be converted. A period of peace will come to the world. Here's something really uh, really interesting, well, phenomenal and important. In August the 19th, in 1931, Jesus appeared to Sister Lucia. He came to express his displeasure with his ministers, ignoring the consecration of Russia, and he, and he reminded the example of the king of France who ignored a command to consecrate France to his, his sacred heart. A great misfortune fell upon on upon France. It was the French Revolution and its horrors. Mm. So he, he's displeased that the popes, you know, have not done that fully, you know, evidently. Uh, Russia is still pretty, uh, spreading her errors. Um, but she said her, t- her heart will triumph and Russia will be converted. Mm-hmm. Will be converted. You know, so... Um, they could use some conversion right now. I tell you, it's <laughs> yeah. a mess. And, and you it's know, and Putin's coming from a religious foundation. You yes. know, you know, uh, now you know. So it's it's interesting that it's flipped from being, um, you know, uh, an atheistic uh, foundation to now being, you know, a religiously motivated. Isn't that interesting? Know, How? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, he's very, he's very, you know, uh, entrenched in the Orthodox Church. But what mm-hmm. he's done is his his um, authoritarian deal. I mean, basically, he he's got he's got that part of the church under under his thumb, and so they're using religion to justify, you know, uh, his killing innocent people. How yeah, do you do in that? Ukraine? I don't know. You know, I'm just, that's just the deal. Come on, why don't we put him on the show? <laughs> I want to question him. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about Putin, but. It appears to me that he seems to be on grounded in, in morality. Now, is that right? Is that wrong? You decide. Pa- part of morality. <laughs> Which Almost part? Almost all. <laughs> Almost morality. How, how is he grounded in, in morality? Well, there's a lot of things that he talks about. Like I said, I don't know a lot about him. I prefaced it with that because I don't. And uh, But I'll have to study up on that some more. Yeah, yeah. I would say that I think... You know, in order for him to be doing, I guess he's co-opted morality. I wouldn't. I don't know if I could say he's grounded in it, but yeah, you know, it, it's yeah, yeah, you know, and that's yeah. He, maybe that's a yes, better that's word. That's a better yeah. word, right? Yeah. That's a better co-opted word. morality. Correct. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, but I mean, she, she said in the end, they will be converted. You know, we look to that. We look for the triumph of every immaculate heart. Um, you know, we, we, she, has, she loves us so much. In some of her other apparitions, she has come, and she is with tears crying because of the disobedience, saying that she and her son, you know, especially have been pleading to God the Father who's so angered, you know, of, of his children not being obedient and that and, and causing so much, you know, conflict and wars and sins and immorality and, uh, you know, blasphemies against God uh, and that. So um, I remember one time reading somewhere where Jesus said he did not want us to experience his father's wrath, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. So the power of the rosary is significant. The, the greatest prayer, as, as Catholics we all know, is the sa- holy sacrifice of the Mass. But after that, it's the power of the rosary. You know, there have been many miracles that have happened, actually, through the power of the rosary. If we can just cite I'll, a couple. I'll, I'll read can, you a couple of them. read a couple of I'll those? Do, yeah. <clears throat> uh, the Russians pull out of Austria in 1948. After World War II, the Allies turned over Catholic Austria to Communist Russia. Franciscan priest Father Petrus launched a rosary crusade. Through it, 70,000 people, one-tenth of the Austrian population, pledged to say the rosary daily for the Soviets to leave their country. On May 13, 13, 1955, the anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady of Fatima, the Russians signed the agreement to leave Austria and they did so without one person being killed and without one shot being fired. It is the only time Marxism has ever peacefully left a country in which they held power. Military and historians are baffled as to why the Russians pulled out. But we are not. It was the power of the rosary. Mm. And the other one was... <clears throat> The country that saved itself, this was Brazil. This was 1962, so we're getting up close to us. In 1962, there was a threat of communist takeover in Brazil. Women formed a rosary rally among the Brazilian women there to do their part in opposing the threat. Their goal was simply to pray the rosary in large groups, asking the Virgin Mary for help in opposing the communist takeover. 20,000 women reciting the rosary out loud, out loud broke up a communist rally. Another 600,000 women praying the rosary caused the president of Brazil to flee the country and not a single death was encountered, sparing the country from communist takeover. The rosary is indeed powerful. And when we do it in large groups, and do it publicly. It's just all the more powerful. Mm-hmm. That's right, more powerful. So two that you may be familiar with is the Battle of Lepanto. Have you, are you familiar with that one? No. No, no. Well, we're going to get Diane gonna... to say something here before yes. too long. No, yeah, Diane, yes. you had something. You're you know, looking. When Angie was speaking about the rosary will save the world, this is a quote. One day through the rosary and the scapula, 
Our Lady will save the world by St. Dominic. Mm-hmm. 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 There were other quotes, too, that, that he had, that they were made from popes and saints and that uh, as well. well. You know, you could reflect on that. But I, but on the Battle of Lepanto, this happened in 1571. It was October the 7th, <coughs> Sunday. Our Lady of the Rosary, right? The Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. And this is why. The Christian and Turkish fleets met in Lepanto Gulf off the coast of Greece. The bitter battle finished with a brilliant victory of the Christians who were vastly outnumbered. The confraternities of the rosary marched through the streets in procession reciting the rosary. This victory saved Christian Europe. To this day, this victory has been attributed to the praying of the rosary. The feast of the most holy rosary is celebrated October the 7th. Now, and in the month of October, is dedicated to the most holy rosary. Mm-hmm. Um, the rosary miracle in Hiroshima, August the 6th, 1945. There was a home eight blocks uh, from the, where the A-bomb went off, where it hit. The home, survi- uh, the home survived, and so did the eight German Jesuit missionaries who prayed the rosary in that house faithfully every day. They all lived well past that awful day with no radiation sickness, no loss of hearing, um, or any other visible, visible long-term def- defects of ma- maladies. They were interviewed numerous times, and they said, we believe that we survived because we were living the message of Fatima. We lived and prayed the rosary daily at that home. Over 55 years later, the the scientists are still absolutely bamboozled Mm. as to how that happened. And I watched a video of that one time. It was was awesome. And sadly, you know, it's um, Nagasaki was where most of the Japanese Catholics lived. It, 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 pretty much wiped out most of the Catholic population in Japan. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. It was, and I'm thinking, it wasn't far. It blocks from where it hit, where yeah, it landed. Like impossible. And yeah. they come walking out, you know, and everything was devastated. Mm. Devastated, as we see, we see that now, currently, with, with the war that's going on now. It's a devastation. It's sad. I have a quote here from uh, St. Louis de Montfort. <coughs> Even if you're on the brink of damnation, even if you have one foot in hell, even if you have sold your soul to the devil, as sorcerers do who practice black magic, and even if you are a heretic as obstinate as a devil, sooner or later you will be converted and will amend your life and will save your soul if... And mark well what I say. If you say the Holy Rosary devoutly every day until death for the purpose of knowing the truth and obtaining contrition and pardon for your sins. And I have a quote after what first miracle that Angie quoted. Give me an army saying the rosary and I will conquer the world. Pope Elias the ninth. Mm. Then Padre Pio. Mm. Prayer is the best weapon we have. It is the key to God's heart. The rosary is the weapon for these times. Bring me my weapon. Mm. Mm. And then this is um, Our Lady to St. Alan de Roche. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
No creature has ever said anything that was more pleasing to me, nor will anyone able, ever be able to find or say to me anything that pleases me more. Wow. Heavy duty. Yeah. Heavy duty. Heavy duty. It is. And um, yeah, we're just going to plunge through this with no break. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine with us. Um, I have a couple. I have a question yes. for all y'all because this is a passion that that the three of you have, and uh, which is awesome. You know, it's really amazing. What is your story that got you to this point? Why is it something that you are so passionate about in in your life? What happened to you along the way? That brought you, because what happens is is the only way people to come to do it you just can't mandate something they have to hear you know your story of what brought you to this understanding and to this uh, belief but you know what what is your story of faith that that brought you to this so that it makes a difference in your life so that other people can look at their own life stories and say how can I attach my story to their story that brings me to this rosary you know what I mean you can't it's like the one thing God can't do is make you to love God back. Right. It's a choice. Right. It is. But the there's choice. an experience that you've had with that. We'd love to hear it. <laughs> right. You know? What is your it, experience? It, yeah. it, it is a choice. And, um, uh, well, I'll tell you, as far as the rosary is concerned, uh, I remember uh, as a child uh, that my godparents um, in their home, they would invite, you know, obviously my family and others, and in their living room, they would kneel down and they would pray a rosary, pray the rosary. That's how I remember the rosary. You know, that's how I know about the rosary back then. Now, I mean, I mean, through the years after that, did I pray the rosary? I don't recall that, you know, on my own. I know that always my mom, actually my mom only, she came from a family of 13. <laughs> she was born and raised in Texas. Um, and so I, um, she wasn't well educated, as far as if if you're talking about you know, just education and whatnot. But she was a very wise and strong woman, and um, she never really taught us catechism, you know, and that sort of thing. But my wit, uh, her witness to me was that I would see her at night kneeling and praying by her bedside, and she always had like a little prayer corner, so that meant a lot to me even though we didn't discuss and go in length talking about, um, you know, the, the teachings of the church and so on and so forth and that. So that kind of thing grounded a faith in me, you know. I think since the age of seven, I had a faith that I recognized in that. So, you know, through my teenage years, I was being a teenager, <laughs> you know. So I was, you know, being a teen teenager and having fun. Um, married. Um, I made sure that uh, my children, our children were baptized and went through the, all the sacraments, took them to catechism, went to Mass on Sundays, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I think it wasn't until I came here to Tennessee, which is in 1991, um, I had a very faithful, I have a very faithful older sister that would speak gold to me. <laughs> and I say gold because she would tell me about the teachings of the church and uh, the Blessed Mother, and St. Joseph, and the saints. And so, I mean, I always just had that love in my heart uh, for, for our Lord and his church. And once I um, 
here in 90, I made my Crucio in mm. 1994 and I started, and then I was on fire. So I, I couldn't get enough books uh, and literature to read about the faith. And can we just talk about what, what Crucio is real quick too? Because oh, Crucio is such an yeah. intimate uh, encounter with Jesus. It's a three day, starts on Friday and then it ends on Sunday. Well, it doesn't end because it keeps on going. <laughs> you know, the, the, the motto is uh, bloom where you're planted in that. But it's a, a very close relationship with our Lord. Uh, I can't talk a whole lot about it. No, I know. But, but, yeah. uh, but it's awesome. So, yeah, and I think so. And just for our listeners, we've talked about search in the past. Search is a, a diocesan-wide um, uh, retreat, th- retreat yes. for our youth. Curcio yes. is yes. the adult. version of that and actually really the mothership of all those of search and other programs like it like teens encounter christ the happy and christianity chirp um all chirp uh because and it started in spain yes in the in in 1945 i think it was 45 yeah yes i actually i actually met the founder (laughs) oh wow yeah yeah yeah, mr bonin Mr. Bonin, he uh, he and his brother started it, mm-hmm. and actually they were witnessing to the men on death row. Yeah, you know, and that's how that started. You know, from yeah. there. But he, I went to a convention in Colorado with my sister, and that, and that's where I met him. He had a young man, I think his name was Alberto from Spain, that he was projecting. Really, yeah. I, you know, I haven't heard anything from that or about that since then. But yeah, Mr. Bonin, powerful was wonderful. Crucio was absolutely wonderful. And I, I think the thing, because I've been on similar programs, and, and, and we don't, you know, like to, to give away, no. you know, the, no. the specifics of it. But what it's really key about, I think, is developing spirituality, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just the head experience or knowledge. Correct. You get that heart encounter with God. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's absolutely wonderful. Please yeah. uh, do the Christio if you can. So from there, I uh, went to a lot of Marian Peace Conferences with my sister all over Michigan, Notre Dame, you know, all of that. But uh, I also joined a um, apostolate, would you say, Diane? Um, it was uh, the Marian Movement of Priests. Mm. And in that... It was with Father Gobi. I don't know if you've ever heard of Father no, Gobi, uh-huh. but Our Lady was giving him a lot of many messages and whatnot. It's beautiful. I think that really drew me so much even closer to our Blessed Mother because her messages throughout the world and that. So uh, in that, I encountered the rosary because we prayed the rosary. We met once a week and we prayed the rosary all of the time. So I got closer and closer. Re, re, uh, what would you say? Re introduced or more familiar with the rosary. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of was, the more I learned about the Holy Roman Catholic Church, the more in love I fell head over heels with our Lord and his mother and St. Joseph and the saints and his beautiful Holy Roman Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely beautiful. And uh, I love it. I love the church. And so that passion came from all of that. And so when I came, when I was here at St. Philip, I remember Sherry Isham approached me and she said, there's a lady that uh, came up from Louisiana and she's looking for someone to help her with the devotion, you know. Did she bring her etouffee <laughs> with her is the question. And she says, yeah. if you could meet up with her to see, you know, would you be interested? And so, 
Yeah, there became our, became our, uh, our, our, our friend friendship. Friend and assistant. Our yeah. friend, 16, friend years, 16 yeah. years. 16 years uh, doing this together okay. with her. And Edmi has joined us. She's such a treasure and a gift <laughs> to help us with yeah. this because it's just wonderful. But our Blessed Mother is bar none, such a gift from God. Gave, give, I mean, he gave her to us from the cross, right, to be our mother. Uh, he gave her to us, and uh, she's definitely an Im- important instrument in the in the the story of God's salvation for us. Yeah, you know, through her powerful intercessions. I'll always like to say, I'll offer up my prayers by ask the Blessed Mother to beautify them and to present them to her Lord, because she can make them pristine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Diane, since she mentioned you, that what's I'll be the next one. What's yeah. your story yeah. that you're sticking to? We have to? about. We have about ten minutes, so you got to. You get five, and Edmund gets five. <laughs> okay, I was born into a Catholic family. We did not pray the Rosary. We attended church, and then uh, I guess uh, in fourth grade to twelfth grade, I attended Catholic school. But I don't remember praying the Rosary then. And then married, children. And when the children went off to college or high school, I started attending weekly mass. Not every day, but week. And one day, um, a gentleman approached me with a rosary and asked me if I would like to join the Seneca. And it was a Marian movement of priests. So I started going on Wednesday nights saying the rosary. Then... Another uh, group was Our Lady Assurance Dawn. It was the traveling Madonna. She would go to homes, and I would have her once a month. And then just being more involved with the rosary, processions of the rosaries and around churches, adoration, I also, you know, found love more for my, blood, for my mother, Our Lady, and Jesus. And then from there, um, we came here, so thankful to have 9 o'clock mass and the rosary. Yeah. Yes. And then, I don't know how I got with American East Adama, but I did. And we started the public square rosary here. Mm-hmm. Um, we were blessed. Things fell into place. The first rosary rally was... A large one. Mm-hmm. Then yes. in time, it is yes. dwindled. Yeah. But we're still doing this for Mary. Yeah. Yes. And I have my rosary in my pocket. <laughs> there it is. She's always with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that my grown children say the rosary in their family. And that my husband, we pray the rosary every night. Sometimes we only do a decade, but we do. And then um, he's helped me to promote this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a great yes, he supporter. Has. He has yes. been. He I say, I say, Diane, yes. Edme, but uh, Jude is our. <laughs> a, we don't know what we do without him because we don't. He definitely <laughs> yeah. has been very, very. Uh, he carries supportive. a lot of the load. He does. It's kind of like a mule. <laughs> I saw you guys at par- power washing our uh, our lady. Our lady. In the courtyard, getting ready for yes. this weekend, and uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Jude, you were working at it too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, connecting um, the hose. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 
and doing that. But yeah. I feel like I'm holding Mary's hand. Correct. You know, at night I go to bed. Well, that's a neat thing yes. to think yeah, about. Yeah, that's hold beautiful. Your and you hold Mary's mm-hmm. hand. Yes, you are. You know, wow. and in times of need, what do, what do we do? We go for our rosary. Yes. Yeah. We hold it. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and I, you, okay. I love Mary and thank yeah. you, John and Greg, to let us hear. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Edmie's next. She's last on the list, but first in our hearts. I'll keep it short and sweet. I was uh, born born Catholic, been Catholic all my life, and I didn't become a practicing Catholic till I was in my older teenage years, and uh, was going to church, loved going to Mass, and uh, my mother was very instrumental in my faith, and in the Rosary as well, actually. Not by saying, do this, do that, do this, just because of the way she did things. And uh, she was always had the rosary there. And uh, so anyway, and as time went on, I would go to Mass. I was a regular Mass goer with my children, the family. We'd always go to Mass on Sundays. But was it very... Didn't feel like a very devoted thing. And uh, then it started It started feeling different, and I started going to, uh, this is a different topic altogether, but adoration. Going before the Blessed Sacrament, which is so incredible. Mm-hmm. I would go there very mm-hmm. regular, very regular, when we had that adoration room. Uh, and uh, but even this one, uh, we we have it here, and uh, there was a time which for me the rosary was like it is for a lot of people, and I'm th- sure a lot of people that are listening will think, yeah, I know how that feels. It's like oh, the rosary takes so much time, and yeah, I guess if you if you look at it that way, it will take too much time, it takes a lot of time, but when you focus on the mysteries and meditate on the mysteries, how can you not fall in love with Jesus? Mm. How can you not fall in love with Mary? They are all we have. Mm. Nothing else matters. Mm -hmm. We have everything to thank them for. They've given us everything we have, everything we are, and I am so, ever so thankful. And as the years go by, and I thank God for placing me in certain situations with with certain people, Angie and Diane and Jude being some of those people that have truly enhanced my faith and have led me in the direction that, that I wanted to go. But I think that probably what probably helped was Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Totally because he is my all, my everything. What am I going to do if I don't have Jesus? Where am I going to go if I don't have Jesus? I'm going to fall flat on my face. I'm I'm going to see darkness. I'm going to see evil and nothing but evil. So, no, I hang on to my rosary 
And uh, I have been blessed. I've had some prayer partners that we pray daily. And uh, in addition to my own rosary that I pray for my own, and uh, it's just a beautiful thing. I want to encourage everyone to please, please. And also the Divine Mercy, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. When I first heard of it, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, I was doing, the, I was praying the rosary, and I thought, but I wasn't very devoted to it. I was praying it, but not real fervently. And I thought, oh, this is a short one. So, and I really didn't know how to pray it. Anyway, to make a long story short, I thought, oh, I could do that instead of that one. And it's like, no, 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 no. The rosary is the rosary. The divine mercy is the divine mercy. You do one and you do the other. It's not and or. It's and. So I would encourage everyone. And uh, because it does give you that. It, it moves your heart. It moves your soul to to love Jesus, and to be able to pray, to pray for those that you wouldn't have prayed for before. Mm -hmm. And you do it with a, a sincerity and, and a heart uh, that only God can give us, only Jesus can give us. Yeah, right. things, yeah. Yes. But, but something that I'm, I kind of observing here is that as I listen to your stories, you know, uh, each of you kind of went through a time maybe where you're just kind of going through the motions. Yes. Right? Yeah. And each yes. of you then had a point where you encountered God, we were blessed right? at that yes. time, correct? You, you, in a way, you have your own apparition like the children did in Fatima. Right. I just want to bookend it yeah. with that. Well, yes. Right? They, that, that, heaven the, will let you know. Mm -hmm. Heaven will... Some people will get, like, you see an animal take the back of the, their little cubs not obeying and shake them up. They'll do that. <laughs> Holy Mother will do that. She's done it to me. <laughs> so, yeah, me too. <laughs> shake yeah. you up. And we want to talk about Emmy's got so oh, as yeah. we close quick out here. Announcement here. Uh, yeah. Real quick, a men's rosary rally every first Saturday, uh, in honor of the first Saturday devotion, uh, at Legislative Plaza in Nashville at one p.m. Yeah. Rain, snow, shine, Sleet, right, whatever. Sun. I know. So thank you all for being here, and, uh, and thank, thank you, John thank and Greg. Yes. Invite. Yeah, thank you. sure thing. And you all and pull out you. your rosaries. Yeah, and I'd like to thank you all for this. Obviously, you have a deep love for the Lord and standing up and and sharing that and proclaiming it. I just commend you all for yeah. that. Thank you. It, yes. it means a lot. Pray thank you. Us. Great. Yes. Yes. Pray thank for you. us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pray right. for us. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. Yep. <laughs> thank when you, Living John. Living Real is brought to you by uh, Closet Spy Design, so please visit our sponsors. So we thank them very much. So you're listening to Living Real Radio on Hippie Radio 94.5. It's a ministry of St. Philip Catholic Church here in Franklin, Tennessee. Go out and smile at somebody. God bless. God bless. Thank you all. You've been listening to Living Real Radio, real issues in real time with your host, John Angotti and Greg Walton. Be sure to tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. to Living Real Radio. Living Real Radio, brought to you by Closets by Design. Imagine your home totally organized. Call them today for a free in-home consultation at 615-261-8700. That's 615-261-8700.